What's up, guys? Episode six of the Big Ben Strongcast. I am here today with Chris Bartell. He's the owner of Modern Fitness in Tallahassee. Modern Fitness, Tallahassee. Yes. Yes. It's, okay. Um, let's go ahead and just give me a little bit of a background about who you are and how you got into fitness. Yeah. First of all, welcome everybody. Um, love Brian. Known him since July now. Um, but I uh, started in 2013. Um, in 2013. I started working at Florida State University. Um, they have a pretty cool training program there. Um, and I went through that whole program. And then after my time with Florida State, um, started training at UFIT. That was kind of cooler because it was a different demographic. Started off working with mainly college students, kind of into adults. From there, I started working at the Southern Gym, which is very, like, open gym based. Um, but it had a lot of functional fitness equipment. It had a turf, a sled, a tire. And, and I worked there for four years. And really got to be ingrained into that kind of, uh, of environment and thought it was really cool. And, um, you know, there were things that I saw with that gym and with other gyms around Tallahassee that I felt just could be better. Um, and I wanted to have a place that not only created an environment of success for our members, um, but also comfortability. Um, and honestly, just owning a gym was something that I dreamed of for a while and, uh, the opportunity came up and here we are modern nice. fitness. Yeah. Nice. You told me that you used to do uh, training in your garage. You had like a little basement. Yeah, gym so or we, didn't, like that. we didn't have a basement, but um, we. Uh, so when I moved into the house that I live in right now, uh, there was an extra bedroom that used to be a garage um, that got turned into a bedroom. So we took out all the carpet in that bedroom, and it still had the concrete floor, um, and we sealed it, and. Uh, Squat racks were kind of expensive. This was in like 2015. I mean, they're so expensive, but it was more so expensive in my head at the time because I was still in college. And um, so me and my dad were like, do you think we could just build one out of wood? And um, <laughs> I'll try to see if like somehow we could attach a photo or, or something, at least in the comments. But uh, we found this video on YouTube where you can build a squat rack out of four by fours. Um, so we went to uh, Home Depot to get four by fours and the only four by fours they had were like super like pressure treated and expensive. Um, so we made four by fours out of two by fours and it worked. All right. And we're back. Are we starting over? No, you're no, we're back. Good. Okay. Yeah. Sweet. Um, so yeah, anyway, made a little squat rack. My buddy gave me a bench press and I uh, made a little deadlift platform. I was super into powerlifting at the time. So that's really all I needed. And uh, the crazy thing is, is I trained um, some people out of there just a little bit. Um, in fact, one of our members right now that you even know, um, Melanie, mm -hmm. she, uh, she came to that little home gym. Yeah. Um, and I did a session there and that was really cool. Um, and then I have two clients, which is even crazy. This is a little off topic, but, um, that are here that have been with me ever since you fit. And, uh, that's been like six years. What? That's crazy. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. Cool. Man. Um, so what was that called? Bartell fitness. Yep. It was called hey, Bartell fitness. Uh, my tagline at the time was stay competitive. Cause I, cause I was thinking, cause I was thinking that like, Hey, like even it just meant like stay competitive, even with yourself. Like you're always getting better. Um, you're not really settling that being competitive didn't mean like competing, but like being competitive with yourself and getting better and stuff. And it's still like an ideology that I kind of maintain today, um, just in different ways. And the way I approach that is a little different based on, you know, the need of the person and, um, you know, and mainly right now we're kind of more concerned with breaking down like anxiety barriers and fitness barriers. So stay competitive isn't the best tagline at this point, but kind it's of crazy. crazy. 
cheesy it's, it's cheesy, but it's it worked for me. It was it was cool. I uh, yeah. it was something I identified with for a while. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, okay, so then you you trained at another gym, and you decided you wanted to get into opening up your own gym. Yep. What were some of the things that you knew you wanted when you opened up your gym, and knew that you didn't want? Yes. So I knew I wanted a place that anybody could come to and that a lot of worlds could exist in one place. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like a lot of gyms were localized based on what they do best, like CrossFit gyms, you know, your bot, like your regular, like Gold's gym, you fit gyms, a bunch of machines. And then you would have group class gyms that were only group classes. And the mentality of that, which is true is, you know, why do a bunch of things kind of well when you can do one thing really well and really attack a niche market. Um, but because everyone does that, I felt like we could really dominate the space of being kind of that modern version of a gym that brings all these worlds in one place. Mm-hmm. So having the equipment to, to do CrossFit for people that just get regular gym memberships, um, having the equipment to do regular, just general fitness, um, and then two, having the group class area, which is very, um, appealing and, um, approachable, Mm -hmm. right? So what we did was we looked at a lot of gyms around Tallahassee and what each gym did really well. A lot of them were community. Um, some of them were, um, you knew what to expect. Meaning that, like, even though it didn't change that much, people knew what to expect. So that's why they kept coming. Mm-hmm. Um, so I knew I wanted to have those two things when it came to group classes. I needed people to leave knowing what to expect, but also not get burnt out on it. So that's where our variety of equipment really comes in because it allows us to change up the workout yeah, significantly. You guys, you guys really do have literally every single piece of equipment I can think of. Which is, and for us, besides, like, machines, like, that was our big thing was – trying to have the variety to appeal to the most amount of people yeah, while maintaining an acceptive environment. Because, you know, a lot of times CrossFit or Olympic weightlifting can be intimidating to other people that aren't exposed to that. Right. So my thought process was like, even though you may not be doing that and we don't do that in our classes, Mm -hmm. just by being in the same space where people are doing that, it can help show like, Hey, these people aren't scary or like, Hey, just because they're Olympic weightlifting or throwing weight around doesn't mean that they're, um, you know, they're going to be, you know, harsh or mean right. or, you know, just right. we're all the same people. We just work out different ways. And and that's really what I wanted modern to be. And, and that's kind of where I got to the name, too, was like, you know what? Like, why not just call it what we are and like be modern and be the the, the revolution that fitness really needs mm-hmm. as the world changes from your gold gyms to these group class facilities and really wanted to kind of bring both successful worlds into one. Right kind of environment. Right. Um, and those are all the stuff that we wanted to do. And the stuff that we didn't want to do was make it hard for people to sign up, okay. make it hard for people to cancel. Um, we didn't want people to feel like, um, like a sleazy sale or something yeah, like that. Yeah, exactly. Like there's a lot of gyms in, not a lot, but there's a couple of gyms in Tallahassee where they exist off of, you know, $30, or sorry, not $30, 30-day transformations, 60-day transformations. And oh, I hate that stuff so Yeah, much. to me, it's a sleazy way to get people in the gym um, when really the whole purpose of it is for you to join their gym so that um, 
you feel like a you're going to get some prize by completing this challenge and usually it's financial compensation mm -hmm. but where they turn it around on you is you know how about instead of us giving you back this financial compensation we just put it towards a gym membership right um so you end up paying three or four hundred five hundred dollars up front right and then you never get it back and yes it is a good way to make money from a business perspective but i wanted to have a more um more What's even the word like just approachable, easily accessible. Exactly. You know, I think any that's, I think the, your gym is so well set up for that because it's so easy to sign up for it. And you guys mm -hmm. have this such a wide variety of equipment and, um, and just experience around the gym yeah. is different, right? Because you've got like Lauren who teaches these fantastic group classes and people are really into them. Uh, and you do the group classes as well. And Lee does too. Um, but you've also got your background in like being really interested in CrossFit, mm -hmm. right? And so you're, well, you're able nice to kind of talk to those people as well. Yeah, and I've touched base in two and, other sports. And powerlifting. Powerlifting. Yeah. Uh -huh. And then even though I never really got into the strongman world, right. it's something that I used to watch a lot of. Right. So understanding like the use of a log bar and a yoke right. or at least like the ways to implement them in training mm -hmm. or something that I was at least familiar with. So even though I don't teach it for the most part, if people are doing it, I can like pick their brain a little bit, or at least yeah. they don't feel like, you know, like, Oh, like he doesn't know what he's talking about right, or, right. you know, or, or also from uh, another end of that is that, um, it, it just gets, I guess like normal gym membership people in front of like so many different types of equipment too. Right. Yeah. It gets them in front of the, a log or it gets them at yeah. maybe comfortable somewhat with a barbell. It, it opens, it makes, it kind of democratizes, fitness as a whole across all mode it's, it's all crazy it's in sports it's opened anybody. up a world too to people yeah. that i didn't think they ever thought they would mm -hmm. want to do we have right. two i have two people right now who asked me to show them you know powerlifting they're like i want to learn how to deadlift we had one client that we taught how to use the yoke and this is a person that came from a marathon background. Mm -hmm. So almost weights were a little scary to right, them. Right. And they're coming to me and asking me like, Hey, I want to lift that because of people like Alexis, mm -hmm. um, where not only there's a little strong, a strong man group, um, it's three females and they were training for this competition. And Alexis has actually done a, uh, a podcast with you. But anyway, yeah. um, not only are they lifting some crazy weight, mm -hmm. but I think people are not shocked, but I think people are like, whoa, like it makes so it seem nice. less scary. Yeah. And, yeah. and with how nice they are, like, yeah. it's not like, you know, yeah, sometimes we can get a little loud mm -hmm. in that. And, you know, with that kind of stuff. But right. anyway, the point of that was like, it's been cool to see some of these like wall barriers or uncomfortability or even something that you were like, I would never do that. Yeah. Breaking down. Yeah. Yeah. To it's do that's that. really cool. And I think, I think you have this like, and I think it's so interesting because you probably have the highest amount of memberships of people that are trainers at other gyms or, or owners at other gyms yeah. that come in and work out here. That I is, that's funny. <laughs> that's been the craziest. And that is something that I never expected. Right. Um, it's something that you see commonplace where yeah. like trainers will go train at other gyms so they can escape, you know, the gym that they're at, you know, right. cause and not that they don't like their gym, but you know, a lot of times when you're working out, you see people are, they want to ask you questions or they want, and sometimes like, it takes away from that the same way where you guys get that kind of meditational feeling of working out. You right. kind of lose that sometimes when you're working out in the gym that you work at. It's hard to have fun when you're at work. Exactly. Right. You know, so being so able to escape. Yeah. But what's crazy is being that place that people have escaped to. Um, 
to do their own training. And what's even crazy is that makes me and all of our staff better because not only are we exposed to the trainers in Tallahassee, but we get to talk to them. We get to see what they're doing. And what's been kind of cool is just the collaborations of, of people working out together and, and really, I think it's going to have a very positive impact mm-hmm. on fitness in Tallahassee. Um, I, I think it almost kind of feels like, feels like there's like a second wave of fitness in Tallahassee that's coming, if that makes sense. No, absolutely. I think um, it's a little scary being, I don't want to say the start because that's maybe a little bit too big for my like ego, but um, it seems to be that the environment and the style that we're creating is something that people are really being attracted to. And you mm-hmm. have people like gyms like momentum where they have their functional fitness room and like um, really other gyms starting to, to grow and expand into a functional fitness right. environment. I right. think um, anyway, yeah, that's ten, 10 years ago would never like you wouldn't see a single gym like that on its own anyway, like 2010 to try yeah. and find a gym that had, and what's crazy is I think CrossFit break down the, that barrier as much as people want to hate on CrossFit. Exactly. It introduced weights mm-hmm. into people's hands and intensity that I don't think existed before. Right. Um, and, th- and then I think then where that's going to end up and where you're taking it right now with your gym is while CrossFit really did that and introduced that to a whole type of a whole bunch of people, it still made it a little bit, uh, closed off because you had to be in CrossFit to do mm-hmm. that. Whereas like the setup that you have is like you are introducing everybody to this, so many different types of fitness um, and movements, right? And movement. Cause that, like CrossFit was almost limited to CrossFit movements. Right, exactly. Right. Olympic lifting yep. um, in workouts. I mean like, so like 30 snatches for time right? Um, and kipping pull-ups and all those, those are things that I find, fun, complex, and make you really fit. A mm-hmm. lot of times it's such a, there's such a learning curve right. to doing these things and to even a doing them safely. It makes it so unaccessible for beginners, either beginners or yeah. people who are first of all, just intimidated yep. in general. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it creates, yeah. And that's, that's another thing that we want to create in our group classes was like, how can we add that intensity, right. But take away the barbell. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, so far, I mean, I, I think we've done a pretty good job of it. It's been, it's been pretty cool. I think, uh, I don't know. I try to stay as humble as possible about it, but while also recognizing that at least for modern, for me, this is just the beginning. Mm-hmm. The impact that I want to have on fitness in Tallahassee and fitness in general um, is very, very, very widespread. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely like a dreamer. Yeah. So there really is no cap to where I want to take this. Um but baby steps at a time, I guess, man, we're so different in our coaching style. It's, it's, that is true. It's, it's really funny. It's actually interesting that we're, that we're actually really good friends because I, I think our opinions differ on coaching. And that's not a bad thing. I think, no, that's, no, no, no. I, think I think that's, we just, we, we approach different demographics really mm-hmm. well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, um, I guess just to start with like, what was your podcast? I'll let you, yeah. Oh, whatever. Um, so, I guess we kind of wanted to talk about how there's how there can be a, a big difference in coaching style and how you train and whatever or work out. Um, and that's totally fine. Like it doesn't need to be a there doesn't need to be one way to do things or another.
Okay, we're back. Differences in training styles. So, um, uh, kind of an explanation of what we do, and then, you know, how that differs from what you do, but how we can both kind of learn from each other a little bit. Absolutely. Um, so, mostly our gym is Olympic weightlifting. We work with high school athletes, and my goal is just want to get people to the Olympics. That's it. Um, it's pretty awesome. That, that's, <laughs> that's just what I want to do. You, you know? Brian's like me. He's a uh, he's a reach for the skies person, but because of that, like nothing's going to stop you. I think that's what's so, and I mean to cut you off, but anyway, that's something that I find very inspiring about you because I like being around like-minded people like that where don't people don't feel like there's a limit to what they can do. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, be, yeah, yeah. Reach, reaching for the fucking stars, man. man Free, that, oh, sorry. Hey. Leap. <laughs> Dang it, Chris. It's first time. Even though I just have the worst language, too. It's I, I like try somehow when the camera is on, I don't have any issue with it. Uh-huh. But I'll be like coaching 14 year olds and just like dropping Drop off bombs. Dude. And I can't like I can't stop. <laughs> I can't stop. Camera goes on. No problem. Nope. Good to go. go. Oh, we're good to go. <laughs> uh, it's so it's so that's interesting. my issue, too. Is, I think it's a coach thing, but maybe it might be. Anyway, so you're yeah, he's trying to get people to the Olympics. Um, So that's awesome. You know, so like with that. If you're trying to get people to the Olympics, especially in just one sport, weightlifting, you have to be super niche. So I, I'm not really interested in working with everybody. I don't like working with beginners um, because it's just going to be such a long road for them to get even up to the point where our athletes are at right now, much less try and take them to the Olympics. And so while maybe it's a little bit selfish of me to say that, you know, like everybody's goal who comes into the gym is to go to the Olympics. Um, I think that is the goal of every single person who trains on our weightlifting team is you know, maybe maybe they don't want to go to the Olympics, but maybe they are capable of making a world team or a Pan Am team or going to a national right. championship, something along those lines. But it might it might get them to just reach a little higher than they yep. even expected. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, the saying where it's like reach for the stars, land on the moon, or something like that. Yeah. Where I uh, I just re-listened to this podcast with uh, John Bros. I don't mm-hmm. even know who that is. Mm-hmm. He is this old school Bulgarian weightlifting coach. And their program is just snatch to maximum, clean and jerk to maximum, Every day. squat to max, two times a day. Oh, <laughs> there you go. Twice, twice a day. Twice a day. He's just like, you got to get good at what you do, you know? And so he says the same exact thing. You just got to, like, your goal is set a world record. And then if you don't set a world record, at the very worst, you're going to be the best lifter your country's ever had. Just like, at, Dude, that's kind of, that's inspiring. And that's right? cool to me. That, um, that is very cool. Um, and it's, that's super intimidating for people too, because it, it's a lot, it can seem like a lot. I think because of having that mentality though, you're going to get people at your gym <laughs> that also kind of reach for that. So if anything, right. it's almost a, we make everyone better mm-hmm. kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, because we're all reaching for that same goal. Mm-hmm. Um, my mentality is different, right? So because I'm more in fitness and more in not necessarily like the competitive world, my approach to training is more of how can I help the most amount of people possible? Um, I'm definitely more in the outreach Mm -hmm. world of how can, there's a lot of things that I feel like make fitness very effective. Um, And a lot of that is just based on movement. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of times people are very like, you have to do this, you have to do this, you have to do this. And I'm very, I'm much more general. I'm, I'm kind of the believer of like moving a little bit each day is the best way to continue to get better. And as long as, you know, we're doing a little bit, you're doing great. Um, in that 
works a lot better for what we do. Mm -hmm. Um, purely because I'm trying to decrease that anxiety wall right. for a right. lot of people. And, and we're going to get people that are, uh, that don't want to do Olympic weightlifting or don't want to be competitive. Right. They just want to move better. They want to feel better. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and even just look a little bit better. And mm -hmm. I think we've provided that. I think our workouts provide the ability for people to not only see the body composition goals that they want to see, mm -hmm. um, but it also allows for newer people to come in and just kind of, get better as we move along. Like we don't have a strong learning curve, right. at least in our classes. Right. You can pretty much hop in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and that works out really well for us because um, it allows someone to not feel uncomfortable by their fitness level. Right. And I think that was my biggest goal was how can I make people as comfortable as possible, knowing that there's a lot of anxiety when it comes to a gym. Mm -hmm. um, and that's actually one of the aspects of what makes us modern as well. And that went into the name was, you know, gyms are an anxiety inducing environment, um, just by nature. Yeah. So the more that I can decrease that, the mm -hmm. better. Yeah. Um, that being said, you know, gyms like yours and people like with your mentality, right. I find very inspiring because that pushes me to be better. Right. And if whatever pushes me to get better, I can also flow into our classes mm -hmm. and in theory, making others better as well. It's just more of like a feedback loop than yeah. just like pure, like, hey, this is our goal. We're trying to get you to the Olympics kind right. of a thing. Right. It's you're definitely much more along the lines of like, we're going to work with our people to get them to their goals. Mine is a little bit more, you know, the goal is be the best that you yeah, can but don't, possibly Don't cut be. yourself short. I mean, well, you I, do. Yeah. Right. I mean, not he, does a, he does a really good job with his clients and people come in to get them better where they're yeah. at. Yeah. Like you do meet them on their level. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, sure. so it's not like you're just like, oh, well, you can't clean and jerk 200 pounds. Get out of my gym. Right. You're, it's like, more... you're like, hey, like I see potential in you. Yeah. Let's work through this. Let's do this. And if anything, you may help show the potential in that person where they may not have even known it was there. A hundred percent. Yeah. My it, mine is my client is kind of an interesting interesting dynamic because they're not all the best weightlifters like I'm that's not I'm not recruiting for the best weightlifters I'm recruiting for like fourth and fifth place right like if I'm trying to find a weightlifter I want fourth and fifth place to join my gym because they're the ones that are hungry enough to stick with it but maybe they just don't have the guidance that they need to try and push and then with that we're going to try and make the Olympics but I don't want to do it under this old school guise of just like train as hard as you can every single day and how you feel about it doesn't really matter. Like I still want to try and do the same thing that you're doing, which is remove the anxiety around training. Um, but for me, it's, I want to figure out how to get people to this super high world-class level without the mental damage that most, most high level athletes take when their career is over. And I think that's, that's very wholesome. So and I think that's where me and him are the most similar Yeah, is we really take a wholesome approach to what we do, right? Where we have these goals for our gyms and our clients, we approach it differently, but the whole goal is to do it safely, mm -hmm. to do it effectively and do right by our clients. Yeah. And I think that's where me and you kind of exist in the same. And I think that's why we're so close Yeah, because we both believe in like, do honestly, our yeah. clients mean way more to us and my members mean way more to me than the actual business side. Oh, 100%. Um, and I think we're in the business side because we realize this could be our way to financially sustain ourselves. Yep. But we're doing it because of <coughs> because of what our passion's in mm -hmm. and our passion is people. Yep. I mean, I think it sounds so cheesy to say that. Oh, for but sure. when it comes down to it, I mean, 
That's, I mean, that's, that's what, what it is. is. Though. Yeah. And Even like, if the business failed, I would, you know, get a piece of plywood and a barbell and lift and like set it up in my living room and coach people there. Just like, exactly. Figure, I'll figure something out, but that's still going to be what at the end of the day, the goal is. The goal. And in my case, like, honestly, like I would probably teach group classes for free Yeah. if I didn't like, if I was like, if I had a desk job or something, I mean, yeah. I don't know. It's, it's that's what I would want to do. Like I would want to. Like I'm still working towards this, but making our youth memberships free. That's and, cool. And, and I think one thing that this is actually something that I've never told anybody, but my goal is to be so successful mm-hmm. that I can continue to give away more and more yeah. free content, mm-hmm. whether that's workouts, whether that's training, um, just be able to grow to a financial position to be like, you know, I'm comfortable. I can support myself. I can support a family. Yep. Now I want to start giving back more so. Right. Um, and I think that really, and, and I think that's why me and you are both doing well in what we're doing. Yeah. It, it's, it's purely so because it's for its other people. Exactly. And I think people really feel that. I mean, when somebody comes in, you know, I find humans very intriguing. Um, I like getting to know their story. I like understanding people's backgrounds. Mm-hmm. I think uh, human nature is very, very, very interesting to me. Um because we all that affects how I coach people. Absolutely, like yeah. You, and I think you, every trainer will tell you that too. If right? you get to know, like, if you get to know your clients really, really well, it will affect how you communicate with that person. And really, it's just that's just good coaching. It's just adapting your style to the person, mm-hmm. even though you still want to try and take them to the next level. And I think that's to me is the difference between a good coach and a bad coach. Yeah, is a bad coach is very much like. This is how it's done. This is my way. If you follow it, it will work. Yep. And a good coach, even though can believe that in their head, is their way is more of like, you know, hey, like how can I how can I work with my client to get them to that goal? Mm-hmm. And you have to do that by understanding what works for them motivationally. Yeah. So like one client may work better for you to be like, nope, uh, nope, do it again. Yeah. Because be, maybe they're very like, um. Task oriented or logical. And then you may have someone who like needs a little bit like, Hey, like you can do this. You've done this, this, and this before that. Um, you've prepared for this. Your body's ready for this. Just just continue what you were doing and crush it. Tell yourself you got it. Mm -hmm. And like those kind of differences are, even though you're getting them to the same goal, it's just a different way of approaching it. Right. And I think a good trainer understands that yeah um and for me when i hire trainers or when i look for other trainers and coaches mm-hmm. personality and human nature is what i pay attention even more so than their actual training i think oh i teach so you can, much you can teach somebody yeah. to be a really good trainer it's not hard to teach somebody how to like correct an air squat exactly to correct form but it's <laughs> like very you can in fact you can't teach in my opinion can't teach someone to be um personable Exactly. I, I, I disagree. I think that you can. I think it's just a lot harder of a process to try and teach somebody who's not like that. And sure. it's almost like against what their that person wants to be. You know, like if they're right. not naturally super extroverted, then they're going to have a hard time teaching group classes. True. And so, like, maybe you can try and teach them and they can get better at it. But it's not it's I not would, allowing them to be what who they, they are. Yeah. And, and I think that we thrive in genuine, gen, genuality, genuine. Gen- genuineness sure and i think if you have a trainer where it goes against their natural personality to be outgoing mm-hmm. not outgoing but to be approachable right. and friendly right. and coachable yeah. 
then you lose that genuineness. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I don't know, maybe because we're so small, I think that genuineness, I think we would be, we would be overlooking genuineness if we didn't accept that that's also what's helped made us successful. Right. Um, I, I, I feel the same way too, because, you know, for me, I'm actually pretty introverted. I can, I'm, I'm able to be in groups and interact and all that, but you know, running a group class three times a day with 15 people in it takes it out of me. Like, oh, way harder than it like, is. Yeah. It is the most emotionally and yeah. intellectually draining mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. And um. because I'm trying to be, I'm trying to like connect with every single person that's there. Mm-hmm. Whereas like in the setting that I'm in now, most of the time it's either one-on-one with like personal training clients. Then I can actually get some real work done with that person mm-hmm. or it's, you know, three or four people, but three or four people that I'm training and coaching with the understanding that I'm going to coach this person for the next eight to 10 years. Right. So like, true. so you almost buy it. Like you feel that investment into the, Oh yeah. A hundred percent. See, that's very interesting for me. Like I think because I naturally just am intrigued by people, I get to know each member like almost out of group classes. Like mm-hmm. I'll talk with them. Right. And like, oh, just see, I struggle with that so hard. Yeah. Yeah. But that's okay. I mean, and that's why I think we do really well in what we do mm-hmm. because like my world is more of like getting to know members yeah. and there's just a bigger, um, uh, just a bigger numbers game, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Where like yours is more like investment into singular persons. Right. But I think because of that, your style works out really well because they're thinking in their head or they know, hey, Brian doesn't have to. Like Brian is kind of, he's a little introverted. He is connecting with me and trying to get me better. Mm-hmm. He believes in me. Right. Versus. Well, and that's why I think that we're both so good at what we do because you are super extroverted. And so your ability to connect with your whatever 150 200 something members mm-hmm. uh is really really it, you're good at it right you can still do that in large group settings yeah so you're actually being more effective with the people that you're doing because of your personality type versus if you were to just do one-on-one you wouldn't be living up to your actual full potential right, right. and i think that's and that was the issue where i got to when i was just a personal trainer mm-hmm. um at my last gym yeah there was this sense of like, is this it? And not, right. not in like that. I hated training. I right. love my clients. And in yeah. fact, you know, the same way where you, that's how you emotionally invest yeah. them. I invest in them emotionally as well. But I guess I meant like, am I just going to be a trainer forever? Like, mm-hmm. is this, is this my limit? Like where, where do I go from here? Right. And, um, I mean, this has just been, I think this was the answer. <laughs> oh, 100%. I feel the same thing too. Cause I had that same question. Like there was just a year where I was just teaching mm-hmm. 20 group classes or so a, day, uh, a week, a day, a week, and just going through the motions and still coaching and still killing it, but just kind of going through the Something motions. Something was missing. Like yeah. you go home and there's just the, like, I don't remember a whole year. Really? Like nothing. There's nothing about any of a year that sticks out to me. Even though I was doing all that, I my my last year of training before I opened up this gym was a lot of anxiety for no reason. Oh yeah, um, a lot of going home, yep, and just kind of sitting there and being like, "Why do I feel lacking? Why am I not emotionally?" Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a negative feedback loop because you feel like, okay, maybe I need to go out and hang out with my friends and go right. drinking and. And due to the emotional exhaustion, <laughs> due to the emotional exhaustion of just, you know, 
feeling unfulfilled and keep doing what you're doing, plus right. going out and getting drunk. And, and although it was fun, I think it was just none of that's actually filled the void that I had. Which is that you just weren't doing what you wanted to do. I wasn't doing what I wanted to do. And that was, I didn't feel like I was making an impact on the largest amount of people possible. Mm -hmm. And I didn't think I was set up in a place to do that. Like, obviously at this point, like, I feel like I have so much more to do, Mm -hmm. but I'm so like, just happy of, well, so, so far what we've been able to do. Right. Well, and for me, mine was the exact same thing, but in a different sense, mine was, I was working with so many people, but I didn't feel like I was actually like doing deep coaching with anybody mm-hmm. and I my my taking things to the next level was actually scaling it down that's so funny how we were, we were yeah. here and we both went here but sweet. now we're so much both right. so much happier oh 100 percent, because we're both doing exactly what we want to do which is kind of cool I mean even like so you've I think have grown and, and I've I've continued to see you become more and more um not mature um that's the wrong word. More um, um, in your coaching and in the more not even confident. It's hard to explain what I mean, but seeing your client base grow and your your comfortability yeah. and confidence and what you're teaching, you're not yeah. like, hey, you know, I, I feel the like, same exactly. Like you're just like, this is why we're doing this. Like right. you know, it's like you yeah. always believed in it. And then mm-hmm. for me, like you know, September and October. So we opened up in July. Yeah. Like our grand opening was the first week of August. So you could technically say August, but like the last week of July, we opened soft opening. But anyway, September, October, I was like severely depressed. Yeah. Because we we were not growing at the rate that I expected. Yeah. yeah. In the sense of like I was still pulling out more debt. Right. And it was getting to a point to where I was running out of debt, mm-hmm. you know, to where like there's nothing left to pull from. You know, yeah. this was if this doesn't work, this doesn't work. What do I do? Who do I go to? And, um, we started turning that turn around. And I think before it was, and people would tell me like, just be proud of like what you've done so far, but it was hard. Cause I felt like we didn't even do anything. Well, yeah. Oh, hundred percent. You know? I get that. Yeah. And now we're getting to the point to where like, we're a little bit more established. We're at yep. least in a financial position to where I can continue to stay open month yep. to month. Right. Um, not just like, okay, I got to sell a couple more memberships. Exactly. Oh, that, and I, and now we're growing. Oh my God. You just, you get so sick to your stomach. I I can still kind of taste that a little bit. Just like, Oh my God. Thankfully, like the team around me, like helped. We all came together. Yeah. Um, and now I think we're at a point to where obviously we're not even close to where I want to be at. Right. In terms of long term, Right. But in terms of being proud of what we've done, I think we've started creating that culture that I wanted. Mm -hmm which was people from a bunch of different fitness backgrounds yep. coming together and yep. existing in one space mm-hmm. where we have group area, open gym area. And it works. And it works. That's what is crazy. I mean, yeah. because like I've always been <laughs> so like, I've always heard in that same setting, like if you don't, if you're, if you don't define who you're for, you are not going to have you're not going to have it's not going to be clear to the outside who you're for right correct so really you're just going to end up being kind of like mediocre but for some reason however you guys have done it maybe it's just the amount of background between you and uh, you and your coaches maybe that's what's it i don't i don't really know but it it works really really well our secret to me oh here we go the secret and this is not something that anybody would ever expect but prioritizing social media mm-hmm. 
has been our number yeah. one driver. Ugh. And because of two reasons. Yeah. One, not only can you show, hey, people are here, right. they're having fun, they're getting better, but two, you can create the environment that you want to create mm-hmm. by showing it on social media. So the things when we yep. were newer, yeah, the environments that I wanted to create, I could show that. And because of that, people see that and expect that's the environment. Mm-hmm. So when they come in, they also help create that environment. So what happens that's is a, you get this. That's a really good point. You get this snowball effect of right. people. People naturally want to fit in. Yeah. So if you come to a place which is kind of snobby, someone who may not be as snobby will close off themselves a little bit just yeah. because like that's just the nature. That's just the what's mm-hmm. going on. Yeah. But in our world where we show acceptance and high fives and people smiling and getting yeah. along and talking, it can take the opposite where someone may be a little bit more closed off in a group setting. Right to open up a little bit and feel comfortable. And there have been so many times, and this literally makes my heart so full is when people tell me like, Hey, like, you know, I've been to a lot of gyms and this is the first time that I've just felt comfortable somewhere. Right. Um, and like, that's the stuff like, God, like it just, it, that's really like what I wanted to create. And that's the win right there. and, And that's the win. Yeah. And what's cool is I think a lot of times people, um, they may point at us growing at different things, but when it comes to me, I think showing and creating the environment that yeah. we want to continue to grow has been what has allowed us to create that environment. It's one of those things where like we, we help dictate what we wanted to create, mm-hmm. but in a, yeah, sorry. I'm yeah, I mean, you did it. I mean, you, um, well, I, I fought social media for such a long time with the, maybe just cause I didn't know how to use it or what it was for or what the voice of our social media was going to be. I hadn't figured it out yet, but over the past couple of months, I've really dialed, in. dialed it in and, and I've noticed the same thing when I create this, when I create this image of what I want the gym to feel like when I'm in there and I express that to the outside via our social media, then the people that join are that already or exactly. they, they come in knowing exactly what it is that, that you do. And then they bring that with them into the gym. And so there's never this confusion of like, well, you guys are a Olympic training set, like Olympic training facility. Like that's what you guys want to do. Um, I only want to be, you know, a hardcore athlete. And then they're just kind of rude and you know, not, not the kind of person. And we want in our gym, like we want it to be, you know, a place of work. Right. But it still needs to be fun and everybody needs to support each other. Exactly. It's not a we're going to train and everybody is on their own and fight to the death to, to be the best. Right. Like while those two could totally live in the same in the same environment, outside perspective, yeah. that's not what we want. Right. And yeah, so yeah. now that we started to clarify that with our social media, um, it has really stopped that kind of person from trying to join the gym. And it's really cool because now we're just now we're just bringing in stars. That's it. We're just bringing in the people that only want to be there, and I only want those people to be there. It's great. There's that's no so issues cool. with that anymore. It's um, awesome. That's amazing. And now it's allowing me to kind of grow past this idea of just like show a picture of somebody doing workout and then a caption. Now I can kind of like have that as the base, but then I really want to take our social media platforms, which I have all of them now. Apparently, is uh, make it an education platform. Because I think oh, that there's cool. so I think that there's such an misinformation. Yeah, yeah. Especially in Olympic weightlifting, and especially for me, I think the thing that I do really well, much better than other Olympic lifting coaches, is the the psychology of it. You know how 
how people should mentally approach their workouts, how I want them to feel about training in general, um, competition coaching, all of that I think is really interesting. And then post career psychology. So I think a lot of, a lot of coaches are really good at just like focusing in on getting the job done, getting really good at weightlifting and then call it a day there. And then there's no concern with how that person's going to be once their career is done. Yeah. Especially once you've identified with being that athlete for oh, so long and yeah. it's taken or not taken away from you, but you're done. Right. It's like, you are, cause I mean, what's crazy is when you're, when you're an elite athlete, um, and I know you know this, I guess mm-hmm. I'm just saying it for the viewers. Yeah. When you're an elite athlete, Every almost waking minute Your is dedicated to that. Is exactly as an athlete sleeping, yep. training, eating. Mm-hmm. Think about everything you do from, and you're thinking, okay, can I go out with my friends this Saturday night? But I have training tomorrow at seven a.m. Right. I mean, your whole world revolves around that, and then when that's gone, done, yep, it's done. It's like, what do you? What do you did do? you see the Eddie Hall interview that he did with um, uh, one of the news? I don't remember what it was. It was like an hour long, and he talks about what how he mentally felt after he completed the 500 kilo deadlift and one world strongest man. It's so interesting. He's like, I had nothing else. Like I've done the only two things that I've ever wanted to do with my entire life, which is win world strongest man and set the deadlift world record. Well, so then after that, it was like, and he, I still think he's struggling with it. He, his, his whole life has been identifying as an athlete. And I think that opens up like a bigger discussion of people searching for fulfillment Mm -hmm. and once they finally complete it they don't get that fulfillment right and i think where that's going to mainly come from is if you can continue when you're an elite athlete know and this you're this is what you're going to get to is know what you're going to do after knowing that you can't do it forever you can either stay in that world but continuing to find fulfillment and maybe where he's finding fulfillment now is hey i can still be an inspiration to others right and i think that's when more fulfillment can open up mm-hmm. when it, you start approaching the, I don't know. I guess not everyone struggles with it. Like they're like, I did what I wanted to do. Right. I'm done and I'm good. Right. But the people that do struggle, I think it's normally because they, they want to help others more. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where that struggle may it, come from. I think that's the same thing. And I think that's why, you know, elite athletes kind of transition into being coaches most of the time. Most of the time. It's exactly. just because they're like, I don't know what else to do. And you've I, built a whole lifetime doing this. Oh, so yeah. you're like, I Might could as help. Well. Yeah. I think it's, I think definitely one of my responsibilities as a coach, especially with youth athletes that are growing up through this whole time is, Mm -hmm. is helping them to develop who their, what their identity is as a person, not just as an athlete and making sure that it would be a huge disservice to perpetuate this idea that they are only an athlete because once that is taken away, whether that's injury, whether they retire, doesn't matter whether they, you know, complete their goal of being an Olympian or meddling at the Olympics. Um, and then what's left, if they don't have anything else, if they don't have a backup, not a backup, if they don't have an idea of who they are outside of sport, then they have nothing. And that's, I think that's a really problem. I think it's really problematic. Idea. I think that goes beyond Olympic weightlifting. I think that's oh, yeah. all sports. Just, I mean, mm-hmm. so that, but I think that's very interesting that you're going to attack that man. Cause I, and that's something that I'm going to, I want to, but I think that's something you do follow I think that's something you do already, which is like you, you are able to connect with a whole bunch of people and de-stress this idea of training or of fitness as a whole. And so it allows people to not like, you see this in CrossFit gyms all the time where they will train and it's like a 35 year old accountant. And now they have 
they're like, I'm an athlete now. Like, no, you're not. You're not an athlete. You're working out, you know? Right, exactly. You do this thing that's really great. And why I think what you do is really, really good is because it's not making people think that there's something that they're not. It's giving them health and fitness and giving, like, allowing them to take that kind of control for themselves without this idea of, like, this is who I am now. Exactly. And without making it stressful. Exactly. Right. It's not like, hey, like, um, you need to come three times a week. This, mm-hmm. You need to do this to get right. to your goals. We're more of like, hey, yes, like, yeah. yeah, you can do that. But it's also like, hey, we're going to be here. We want to just help you move a little bit better, feel a little bit better. And then, you know, a lot of times body composition and these other things are a byproduct of what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, even expanding off that, which is kind of cool, is all of our workouts are, are full body. Mm-hmm. Which means that if somebody falls off the wagon for two or three weeks or right. even a week or two mm-hmm. or three days, they didn't feel like they just missed a whole cycle or a whole right. training program. Right. They can just hop back in. And even though they may have to move a little slower for the first couple of weeks, yep. you know, it allows you to just pick right back up. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's been kind of cool. That's really cool, man, that you felt like that too. Cause um, yeah, it's funny. Like we're, we have definitely different coaching styles, um, but we're definitely not on a like, in yeah. my opinion, hundred percent, very, very similar. I just want to say, we got so much. Okay, um, so we'll kind of we'll probably wrap it up there, and we'll. Uh, I like it. We'll uh, move into kind of discussing what what we're both doing right now. Um, so we talked a little bit about social. I was going to branch off into that social media and be like, speaking of social media, what is your social media? Where can people reach out to you? Oh yeah. But yeah. then we talked about um, personal identity. So <laughs> that's okay, man. Hey, we're still out here. So you guys uh, can follow us at Modern Fitness Tallahassee. Yeah. Honestly, the thing is about ads, ads aren't even that important anymore. Because you can just type in Modern Fitness Tallahassee and yeah. Instagram we pop up. Pop it up right there. Um, um, you got Instagram, your website. Yep. Our website, modernfitnesstally.com. Uh, Google us, check us out, try your free class. Um, you know, just come see what we're like, man. Uh, the best way is just come in and walk around for yourself and it seems a little humble in here and not very big, but it's a lot of, I don't know, a lot of, uh, it's a home really. It's really the other way to kind of explain it. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, okay, cool. And so you guys are also, we're not going to just brush over this whole coronavirus thing that we're, that's going on right now. So you guys are also doing free at home workouts yep. every day on your guys' Instagram. Yep. Is that posts or stories? What's Uh, Yeah, so on Facebook, they're going to be posts just that the most amount of people can see them on Facebook. On on Instagram, right now, they're just stories. Mm -hmm. Uh, But we also added a shortcut um, called Corona and Lime. Um, (laughs) But it says home workouts in the picture. So you'll be able to see it, and we're releasing those daily. Um, And all of them be updated there. So even if you're a couple days behind, I mean, it's not really a program for us. It's more of just like, hey, scroll through, find a workout that you like, and get it done. Um, Just get a little fitness going. we're not professionals by any means, but my advice is just keep moving and start at least do one thing a day where it gets you breathing a little harder. Um, this coronavirus has shown to attack the lungs. Um, so the more that you can just keep your lungs healthy, in my opinion, I think it'll help. Obviously, mm-hmm. it can't prevent anything specifically, but um, studies have shown that you know being active can help decrease your your chances of of it being worse or not. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, and not just that, just, I mean, even if you are not, even if you're not really worried about catching it, but you just are stuck at home all day, one, you can, you know, make sure you're not losing out on those gains. And then two, 
is you can make sure you're not going to go stir crazy. That's Absolutely. the biggest thing is uh, now I'm like, I can't sit still for a whole day and just be inside all the time. So um, <laughs> even yeah. just walking around or just, just doing something, doing something, sweating, yeah. feel like, man, my hair is getting long. Um, yeah. Cool. And cool. then we, uh, I'm doing the same thing with our gym too. So we're not doing daily workouts. I put together, I've been crushing it, trying to get a whole bunch of stuff done. I put together two eBooks, um, bodybuilding or no, not bodybuilding. What did I do? 50 dumbbell uh, workouts ebook is seven ninety nine, six ninety nine, something like that. Something it's like that. six or seven bucks. Uh, you can get that on our website. That's www.bigbendsc.com. And then you can follow us on all of our social media. We've got Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Big Ben Strength and Conditioning, mm-hmm. um, TikTok, Big Ben Strength. Uh, what else? YouTube, Big Ben Strength and Conditioning, which is where you're probably watching this if you're not listening. Um, so go ahead and give us a follow, guys. If you got any questions, hit both of us up. Um, I've got one last thing to say. Yeah, go for it. You know, right now is a really hard time for small businesses, um, restaurants, gyms specifically. Um, so if you have the exposable income, um, please get a workout from Brian. Um, I guarantee you it's going to be really, really good because he puts so much thought and effort into it. And I think I think charging $7 really is a steal, um, but he wants to put out content for you guys. Um, so um, if you can grab one of his workouts, you're not going to regret it. And you're going to help kind of keep us moving as things uh, continue to progress with this. And um, yeah, just remember like during this tough time, we're still going to be here um, when it's all said and done, you know, you want to have these gyms to come home to our members and his clients, um, you know, we, we want to continue to be there for you guys and, and supporting us right now is the best way to do it. Um, I don't want to sound desperate, but it's just, it's a very, it's a very weird time. No one can, no one can prepare for something like this in a business model. So at I mean, maybe not, now we at can, at least not now. in the first year, you know, I don't know. Yeah. I, I think it's good to everybody's getting, everybody's like, Oh, maybe I do need to prepare for something like this. That was a really um, good ad. I feel like I owe you something for that. No, man, absolutely <laughs> not. Um, we'll put that in, but yeah, role. just, yeah, we're going to be there for you guys. We love yep. you all, and uh, stay safe out there. And, yeah, so Tia knew he's the badass, so go check him out. Strong closing. <laughs>